and welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with me, Tim Box. And me, Brit Box. We talk about all things to do with your mental health and emotional well-being and how to navigate your own mind in these strange times. But of course, we're not doctors, so please don't confuse any of our advice for medical advice. And even though we come at these topics with a slightly more light-hearted approach, please don't think we trivialise any of the things we speak about because we certainly don't. But we do come from a slightly different perspective, hence Thinking Outside the Box. Hello, Brit. Hello, Tim. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Lovely of you to dress up for this one, <laughs> can I just say. Obviously, this is an audio recording, so you can't see at the moment. Brit's just in her dressing gown. <laughs> I've got underwear on. Oh, well done. <laughs> what a achievement. Achievement unlocked. No, look, hear me out. We're recording this, and then we're going out uh, shortly after. And you said you wanted to sit down and start recording this at a certain time of the morning. I was not going to be ready. So I, I, something this, this... something had to give. So what I'm going to do yeah. is I've got my dressing gown on now because nobody can see me. Thank you for exposing my secrets. Um, and then before we go out, I'm going to go upstairs and get changed and yeah, my makeup and stuff. This definitely harks back to our conversation from the last podcast about you getting up at a very different time to me in the morning. Yeah, we I have. We, we're on different hemispheres. We really are. We really are. But thanks for being conscious. Well done. <laughs> uh, I think we all appreciate the extra the effort. The effort, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so this, um, this is episode 27. I forgot to say the episode you time, did, and it really threw me off because I was like, "Well, what? Where are we?" You, you, you felt un, yeah, you felt unresolved. I didn't like, know. Yeah, you didn't know what number of the episode. It's episode twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Today. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. I know we always say that, don't we? Yeah, That's I know. Like, as if like God the, knows what we'll do if we get to a hundred for our party. The steady progression of numbers freaks us out. <laughs> uh, but today we're going to talk about, and this is one again, another one we've been talking about talking about for a while. Um, relationships and your mental health. Yes, because I feel this falls under the umbrella of the emotional well-being section of this podcast. Yeah, I agree with that. I think this is a more, not specific to mental, I, I think we should probably say, I don't think, I might be wrong, we might touch upon it, but I don't think this is specifically about how you um, how you help your partner through mental health difficulties or things like that, because I think we've covered that in we previous did. podcasts. We did a full episode on how to support a loved one who's going through a mental health issue. No, that's not what we want to talk about today. Yeah, we're talking about how relationships impact upon your mental health. Yes. And as always, hopefully giving some of our top tips about how you, you manage that impact and you minimise any negative impact on your mental health. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I don't just think it's, you know, I know we're going to be talking specifically about relationships, but this advice and what we're talking about can also fall under the realm of friendships as well uh, around uh, relationships that you have with acquaintances and colleagues you know yeah. every single relationship you have in your life will impact you in either a positive or a negative way and it's up to you to to safeguard yourself from those things that's a really good point I think because I focus mostly in my preparation on actual um, romantic relationships you know life partners things like that this is but why I don't prepare anything <laughs> that's not the only reason you don't prepare anything is it no because it. I was asleep until about 20 minutes ago <laughs> your preparation was recharging your batteries yeah getting ready, up ready to be tip top and ready to go <laughs> but no I think you know like there's a lot of situations where we have certain relationships that are thrust upon us such as work colleagues where we might be sitting next to somebody at work who we don't get on with I remember yeah. I, I saw a client recently who was very much talking about the effect that it was having on his anxiety to be in an office with two people who who were quite laddie and he uh, really wasn't. And yeah, he, he yeah, felt yeah. The, the sort of external pressure, the social pressure, if you like, to be more laddie, but realised, well, that's not me. I can't be that guy. No, you know? exactly. And this is what I mean. You know, we, we say it time and time again, you can't change other people. Mm, You've yeah. only got the power to to sort of, you know, do your own little sphere of reality. Yeah. So I suppose that's that's what we're gonna be what we're gonna be covering, isn't it? Yeah, it is it is a lot of it, I think. And I think as well, I should say, um, we're not relationship experts, you know, we're not I'm not a relationship coach. I don't believe you are. Um, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you know what? You saying the word words relationship coach, I don't know if anyone is on TikTok at the moment, but there seemed to be this wave of oh what's the what's the technical term? Dickheads on TikTok who are classing themselves as dating coaches and relationship experts when all they're really saying is that they hate women. Yeah, mis so, misogynists. Yeah, yeah, just misogynistic bastards. Well, you know what, babe? I feel like us, I mean, we've got to take the power back, you know? <laughs> we've been oppressed for too long. Tim, shut up. <laughs> um, there is no, but what I'm saying is, is that, no, fine, we're not relationship coaches, dating coaches, experts, whatever, but... We've got a really good marriage. And I say that as smugly as I like, because 
I know what bad relationships are like. Well, this is, we've had a few relationships, haven't we? Yes. Between us. Yes. Um, now, and a few I think, long-term relationships. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I feel like I've had my share. Mind you, 48 years, I've had time to have a few long-term relationships. But this is the thing, I don't want to be suggesting that we're, we're not going to talk about like specifics of relationships as in, oh yeah, and, and Fred did this to me, that sort of thing. We're, we're not going to be... What did Fred do to you? You can tell us. We're all friends here. <laughs> Maybe, oh yeah, I don't want to touch upon it right now. I'm not ready to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but you know, so we're not going to like, not going to be naming names, obviously, and we're not going to be referring to You just named Fred, but fine. <laughs> look, look, hashtag there is no Fred, okay? <laughs> someone, someone you know called Fred now is going, what yeah. Whoa, I do? What did I do? I deliberately chose a name I don't know. Do you know, I don't know, I don't know, know any Fred. Fr- I don't know anyone called Fred. I think Fred's quite an old-fashioned That's name, one of those it? names that has just... Could you imagine? Oh, we just had a baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. What have you called him? Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Does, I mean, maybe maybe there's somebody listening now who's just named their newborn child Fred. I sincerely doubt Alfred? it. Alfred? Oh, Alfred, yes. But, but they're but probably Alfie is what we're Alfie, called, yeah. yeah, not just like Fred. We were talking about names that have just fallen by the wayside over the weekend, didn't well, we? I've, I've just suddenly thought as well, like... like Alfie and yeah. Alfred are the same, and Fred are the same derivatives. I didn't realise that. I've only literally just now, 48 years <laughs> of my life, realised that Fred is probably short for Alfred. Is this like when I realised that Moth is short <laughs> for Timothy? <laughs> I'm not going to call myself Moth. Everyone write in, send a postcard in if you'd like Tim to go as Moth from now on. Yeah, but I saw something on Instagram that said, <laughs> I've just realised that people who call themselves Tim also have the option of calling themselves moth because that's another word in the middle of Timothy. Um, look, when I, back in my day, when I was a goth, when I was at school, I think I would have totally gone for moth. Moth the goth. Yeah, and I'd have, I'd have completely eradicated my last name as well. Uh, no, moth, right. moth who? It's just moth. It's just moth. You don't understand. <laughs> Fantastic. Anyway, we get, I'm yes, going so, back on track. Because I, I've ne- I didn't even realise that. Well, okay. Do people, are people just called Fred without being called Alfred? That's what I want to know. Frederick, isn't it? I've just, Frederick. It's, I've just, uh, the pennies just dropped, clang. Okay. Right, fine. That's, Frederick is acceptable. Well, let's clear that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel you've got great value from this podcast, this episode already. Thanks um, so much for listening. If you like what you. <laughs> but anyway, we've had a few relationships. We're not going to be naming specific relationships or referencing no. specific relationships, but we are going to talk about our individual experiences yes. of certain aspects of old relationships. Because you know what? I think you learn a lot from bad relationships. Yes, and, you do. And you learn a lot from the impact those relationships have on you. Um, and this is maybe worth saying right near the start is that I consider, you know, the reason I love our relationship is because, among other things, I like who I am when I'm with you. Mm. So, so it's like, and I think that's a big thing. If you look back at, if I look back at past relationships that I, I didn't enjoy, or yeah. when I, now I'm out of them, think, oh, why did, why did I stay there? Yeah, yeah. One of the big problems was I was being a version of me that I didn't like. Yes. Um, and, and the way that we interacted as a couple um, in that relationship it brought out a side of me that that wasn't the best side of me or just plain wasn't me because I was having to put on a mask and pretend to be a version of me that I simply wasn't, you know, and See, it was exhausting. that's the one I, I can completely relate to. The sort mm. of, because I've, I've always, in relationships, I've always tr- had tried to be a watered down version of myself. Yeah. Because I've always been told in relationships that I'm, I'm too much or I'm too much this or I'm too much to deal with. But mm. you say that I'm not. No. So, and you're not just saying that. Oh, you're not just like lying to me now. It's not. No, no. I'm not. <laughs> no, of course not. No, look, this is the thing. But I get that as well because I've been in relationships where I felt the person I was with was too much. Yeah, yeah. And so it's really weird that you talk to me about old, like previous partners, saying, "Oh, you're you're too much, or you're too, you know, you're you're too big a personality, and yeah. things like that." And I'm like, yeah, I remember thinking that about ex partners who were probably nowhere near mm. the personality you are, mm. but and yet this is effortless. This isn't even a, you know, this isn't a problem. This isn't like I have to manage my reaction to you. And I guess it's just that thing of when you're with the right person. I completely agree with that because if my if any of my friends or people that know me in real life are listening to this, you might guffaw at the simple idea that, um, that I'm actually quite laid back and easygoing. But I genuinely am. Like, I'm yeah, not. well, you are. Yeah. Also, I don't think anyone's guffawed since the 1800s. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is it. You, you really are. And, and, and I get it, though, because you present mm. as somebody who might be not so laid back. You know what it is, right? You know, have you ever heard of like, it's like African poison dart tree frogs? 
I'm aware of their work. <laughs> so they have, you know, they're like bright and mm -hmm. and they they have bright mm. colors and they have like a a bit of a piercing sort of like noise that frogs make kind of thing to keep people away <laughs> a piercing noise that frogs make yeah it's like bah! i don't know that's not a frog <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i think i oh know i'm not going to do my frog impression it's more like a it's more like a guttural sort of inner belch though, isn't it <laughs> no you Anyway, anyway, anyway. But what I'm saying is, is that you know, I, I don't, um, I don't deny that possibly a lot of that is was a sort of coping strategy to to, yeah. to protect myself. Because you know, like we're... a warning. Well, that's why they're brightly coloured. It's a warning. Mm. Come near me, and you're going to experience some bad stuff. I can remember once, genuinely, I was out, and some bloke tried to use the pickup line of because mm. I've always I've always had like you know bright hair of one color or description mm. and some bloke tried to use the pickup line you know in the uh, in the animal kingdom if people have if uh, if animals have bright colors it's to ward off the male species and I genuinely said and yet here you are <laughs> <laughs> it has not worked yeah. in this instance. <laughs> Brilliant. So, yeah. uh, dear, but um <laughs> Yeah, where, where are we going now? I tell you what, right, for this podcast, I should say, I've, you know, I normally have quite structured notes yes. and we go from point one to point Z. Um, <laughs> Thank you for something. using my terminology. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I've just got random notes scribbled here. Well, let's just go with the first random note. What you got random. written down there? Well, okay, the first thing that, um, as I'm, you know, doing my little Google search about nice. relationships and mental health. Have you got a Wikipedia definition? <laughs> well, Google Google thinks I've got a problem now because I've just been searching toxic relationships and things like oh, that. Oh, fantastic. Um, so if anything happened to me, obviously your oh, internet yeah. search is going to be checked. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that will be brought up in court. <laughs> and Bailey Sarian will at some oh. point be talking about suspicion. Genuinely, if anything ever happens to me, if I get murdered or if I disappear or anything, please, please make sure Bailey Sarian does a, a crime video on me. That's all I, I mean, require. That, I mean, what more could you want? What more could you want? <laughs> um, that's you've really made it, then, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but toxic relationships versus healthy relationships. Yeah. Just, I, I think as well. I, I looked at this because there's a lot of good advice out there in terms of red flags. Yes. Because you, you know, I'm not one really for diagnosing. Oh, if you're experiencing this, then you've got this sort of thing. But I think in some instances, relationships are one of those things where we get sort of just stuck. And not realizing things are going wrong. Yes. Um, and and that's that can be the problem because yep. you're you're not really flagging up the things that we should be you know we should be alarm bells ringing. You yeah, know? absolutely. And, and so I thought I think it's quite interesting. It's quite helpful at times to say, well, look, this might be a sign that your relationship isn't what it should be. Yeah, and we're not talking um, preferences, you no. know, because because red flags around preferences mm. are very very different. You know, so when you say preferences, so for example, you know, uh, I know people that probably wouldn't get with people who were obsessed with comic book films. <laughs> <laughs> you know, preferences. Yeah, yeah. I know people that probably don't like girls that have, uh, you know, a, a bigger ass than Pluto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. I mean, uh, I, don't, I can't relate. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So we're not talking preferences and checkboxes and things like that. Yeah, yeah. We're talking actual red flags in somebody in the relationship, in the personality, mm. in the way that they treat you and the way that they speak to you. Yeah, exactly. This is this is a thing you, you recognise. And also, I think there's a danger here that sometimes we witness a certain relationship or we experience a certain relationship in our early dating life. And we just assume that's how things are. Or that's, yes. that's the best we get. Or what our parents were like and stuff like well, that. Well, exactly. Well, I mean, let's, let's, one of my notes then, arguments. Yes. Okay, so I know that... Many people exist in relationships where arguments, you know, quite, um, I don't know, not aggressive, but quite uh, energised arguments are mm. fairly commonplace. I remember in one of my old relationships, um, a couple of them actually, I've been in, in relationships where arguing wasn't necessarily commonplace, but the arguments could escalate and right, become yeah. quite, you know, quite loud stuff, yeah. Mm. Um, and I, I sort of remember thinking... I don't think my mum and dad were like this, you know. And I remember mm. my mum and dad, they didn't argue at all. Mm. And in fact, I, I spoke to my uh, my dad once, no, my mum once. And she said, I remember your dad just saying to me once, when, around the early days when they were dating, why don't you argue? <laughs> because it's like, he would say something, they'd disagree, and they'd just sort it out. <laughs> and, and, I, and dad was used to previous relationships where there were rows. And I remember mm. around the time my dad was growing up, my nan and granddad, my nan... 
was a was a real warrior. Yeah, really? She was, yeah, she was a real, you know, she was known in the neighbourhood. Oh, as incredible. Being, you, know, <laughs> you don't want to get taken before Nan, you know. <laughs> um, and I think maybe my dad grew up with the idea that that's what a relationship was. Yeah. It was arguing. It was raised voices. It yeah. Was, you know, it was... Um, yeah, that's just how it was. So when mum wasn't like that, because mm. I know, I mean, I never knew my granddad on my mum's side, but I, I know my nan and she was just the most timid and, and good-natured <laughs> person, you know, and she'd sit in the in the corner room smiling and that sort of uh, thing, you know. And it was just, so I can was imagine. Was she just like an older version of your mum? Because I can, I can imagine yeah, yeah. that, yeah. So I can imagine that their side of the family mm. were brought up in quite a quiet, calm, calm. household. Mm. And as a result, mum just has no tolerance for raised voices or anything, it just it freaks her out too yeah, much, and yeah, she won't I allow. It. And and I think you know that was what was um, not sitting right about old relationships for me, where there were where they had quite volatile experiences of their upbringing. Their normal was to shout it out, mm. and I'm like, I, I can't. You know that that's not. I, I can't do that. Yeah. You know. I mean, we're not obviously we're not sitting here saying that. Oh, everyone who argues is in a terrible relationship. Get mm. out, because everyone works in different ways. You know, mm. I can remember my um, my ex, his parents, like an ex years and years and years ago when I was like a teenager. Yeah. His parents, all they did was shout. Yeah. Like shout at each other. Yeah. But. I've never known two people to like love each other more apart from mm. us. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Felt, so for some for some people, that's just, that's how they communicate. Well, I, mean, I couldn't handle it, I'll be honest. Yeah. Because you talk about what you grew up with. Obviously, I grew up with a single parent. Yeah. My mum never got into another long-term relationship um, all the course of, of time when, when I was, you know, when I was growing up with her. Mm. So I never saw my mum in a relationship. I don't remember right. the relationship that she had with, with you know, my father. I don't remember yeah. any of it. But um, my nan and granddad, they doted on each other um, massively and would only ever so often just like bicker you know, it would just be like little grumbles that they would mm. that they would immediately sort out. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It wouldn't. Right. So as a result, I didn't like. I didn't grow up in that. So when I moved in with my uh, with my ex, mm. and his parents were just like shouting, I can remember feeling really uncomfortable and sort of saying yeah. to him, like, "Are they okay?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, they just do this." Yeah. Well, I suppose in those instances the argument isn't causing the degree of stress that it would cause you or I to have an argument Absolutely. because there's not that same emotional impact. It's like commonplace. And that's the difference. If there are two people that, that essentially don't mind having a shout at each other, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel that's very different. So like, you know, when we got together and I said to you, mm. no, I don't do that. Yeah. I don't do that. Well, this was one of the things that, that <clears throat> I started to think, oh, wow, this this is one of those things that I need from the person I would spend the rest of my life with yeah. is that I'm not now signing myself up to a lifetime of regular arguments. Mm. And, you know, we, anything, anything we disagree on, we get it sorted so quickly. And it's like neither of us can really tolerate that time when no. we're angry at each other. You no. know? I'm so, just like, oh, let's just stop this now. <laughs> well, yeah, so we just sort it out. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that we, we give way or we let go of things that, that we need to get heard. We, no. we just sort it out, mm. you know. And that, I think, is one of the great things about where we are now mm. is that we have the ability to do that. Well, we listen to each other. And that's, I think, mm. a, you know, that is, it is a cliche because it's true that communication is the key to any successful relationship. Absolutely. I fully believe that. Absolutely. Well, we'll talk in a second about the, the characteristics of a, of a toxic versus a healthy relationship. Yeah. Again, I don't like the word toxic because it sounds just brutal, but I you mean, know what I mean. Less toxic relationships, more toxic by Britney Spears. Amazing. Brilliant. Kira, that was for you. Friend of the show. <laughs> Friend of the show, Kira. Friend of the show, Kira. Always mentioned Kira. Does she exist? Hmm. I'll, I'll let <laughs> Who the, knows? Let the listeners ponder that one. Um, th- yeah, because there was one. There was one thing as well. A mate of ours. I remember we were talking to him. This is a while ago now, but he was sort of suggesting that the arguments show that it's a passionate relationship. Show that there's a connection there that falls deeper than just the people that can sit in the room and not say anything. Yeah. I don't even you know what I mean. It would do my head in. Yeah, but I think then sometimes you know arguments passion can come with the other side of passion, the good side of it you know but what, I don't, what good side though well I don't, I don't want to spell it out for the listeners but you know what I mean the, <laughs> the more okay I'll say the word then the more sexual <gasps> side of a relationship he said sexual we've taken the podcast have we got to a, the next level have we got to put the podcast on like a PG rating now Oh, that's it. This one, this one won't show up on your normal list with your <laughs> with your child protection uh, filters on. Explicit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's listening to this podcast? Is it? I don't know. Um, but anyway, so but you know, I, I never, I never thought personally yeah. that passion 
uh, anger was an indicator of passion. I think, no. you know, I, I think we have a fairly passionate relationship. I don't know if I want to, you know, Babe. brag too much. <laughs> but I, I don't, you know, it doesn't come inherently hand in hand with the other side of it, the no. angry side of it. So no. it, it's one of those things. Also, if someone was like shouting at me all, all the day long, I'd be like, will you stay away from me? <laughs> Get away Get it away from me. To turn off, yeah. not a turn on. Yeah, basically. But again, it's, it's how you've been brought up, isn't it? The, mm. Okay, the, day, the thing that I want to sort of caveat the talk about arguments with, it's okay, but remember in arguments, we tend to say things that we don't mean. Yeah. We, we get into that zone. If we go too far into anger, where now our focus becomes winning the argument. Yes. And then we might say things that cause damage and hurt people. So mm. I, I, just to bring in a little bit of, of my area of expertise into this, you know. Please do. Oh, well, you know, if I, if I can. Um <laughs> We deal with this thing called subconscious dominance in the work that I do. And we go subconsciously dominant when we use our imagination or we become emotional. Mm. And when we become subconsciously dominant, we leave ourselves open to updating our map of reality, reprogramming, if you like. Mm. So the example would be a point of extreme fear creating a phobia. So if we nearly drown, we might then say, okay, you become subconsciously dominant in that moment of panic. You learn, oh, water can kill me. I'll stay away from water. And I'll stay away from water. You develop a fear of water. Mm. Um, Now, in the same respect, when we're arguing and we're doing that subconscious dominance of anger and we're just hurling abuse, Mm. the things we say, they very likely will have an impact and they will potentially damage the person who we're saying them to. And and we might be able to say, and I remember this, I was in a relationship once where it was a very familiar conversation for the person after the argument to say, I didn't mean those things I said. Right. And then, but I'm sitting there thinking, but you said but them. But you said them. You can't and put now, the toothpaste back in the tube. What a great analogy that is. I mean, <laughs> once it's out. Exactly. You've got to brush your teeth with it. That's exactly. It. And I, it exists. Perhaps it isn't a metaphor that extends. But anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it does damage. Mm. And this is why it's important. If you, if you do feel like, yeah, we have a bit of a shout, that sort of thing, never resort to abuse no because when we're talking about mental health and relationships that's the thing that really damages our mental health Mm. is the sort of habitual abuse that we give each other without realizing it yeah and so we very early on we agreed not to go anywhere near simple insults didn't we yeah oh yeah I think I think I, I can I can remember it you know we've been together you know eight years this year but I can remember it very very early on before I'd even moved in I think Mm. we had a we had a big row about something Hmm. we both went a little bit sort of too far with it and then once we'd calmed down we both had the conversation of we don't do that no exactly we don't do that exactly yeah and and this was the good thing it's like you know you talk about putting the toothpaste back in the tube it's a difficult thing once you've crossed a line Mm. to step back over that line and never cross it again because you've worn that path now it's like the first time you hang up on somebody on the phone you know i don't know if you maybe this is like for an older time when we were more commonly talking on phones rather also than it's just... not satisfying these days you just have to press a button i know you can't slam the receiver <laughs> down but i mean i remember you know again talking about our relationships mm. there was that point where the first time one of us hung up on the other and now we know that's the stakes we can go to that's an option yeah, yeah. and so hanging up is going to be one of those things that happens now, yeah you know and but you... this is how it gets worse this is what we were talking about last week when we were talking about yeah. um abuse uh and and trauma and mm. things like that because if it just happens once it's like oh that's a bit you know mm. but then it kind of it creeps in slowly but surely yeah, because... and then it becomes this you know this 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 bigger thing yeah you accept it as oh that's what we do now is it yes and that's yeah. why i think it's worth always talking things through mm. and like the decision we took mm. okay we're not going there again no yeah, we, we decided that together. So now if we ever got in a row and one of us went there, mm. it wouldn't just be that, oh, now the row's escalated. It would be like, well, hang on, you've you've now done something we agreed not to do. Yeah, yeah. You've taken it to a level which is beyond where we ever wanted it to go. Why are you, why are you levelling this at me? Well, I'm, just, I'm talking to you, so I'm looking at you. <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I gesticulating to, uh, to demonstrate? I can't be asked to row. I tell you that, I find yeah, it a I massive mean. waste of time. Why row when we could just sit down and watch a film? It's brilliant. <laughs> look, it just day, can't be asked. We may have learned that shouting and screaming gets things changed. Maybe we learned that when we were a kid and somebody did that to us and we behaved ourselves as a result of it. Yeah. But it isn't the way of getting getting the, a good relationship going. No, absolutely Somebody not. isn't simply going to obey you. Sorry, gentlemen, it isn't going to work. Lol. It isn't going to be the louder you shout and the more you get up in someone's face. People aren't simply going to obey you. And if they do, mm. don't think they're enjoying 
simply being obedient to you through fear. Yeah. It isn't the way of cultivating a good relationship. It's actually a way of destroying someone's self-esteem. And talking about, I mean, I know I know you're going to go on to, to other things, but there was one thing that I wanted to say about all of this. And if I don't say it now, I will forget because that's, I'm, I don't make notes like you. Um, when it when you talk about sort of um, that kind of emotional damage, mm. what and this isn't, um, I'm not saying this to sort of generalise all men v women, but something mm. I have certainly noticed is that women will tend to emotionally check out of a relationship mm. long before they physically check out of it. Oh. So, so you know, things will still be going on in a relationship. And yeah. from the male's point of view, it's very much like, well, you know, it can't be that bad because she's still here. But what yeah. they don't particularly realise is that we have checked out. You know, what we yeah. do, or what I say we, and I know I'm massively generalising, but I can only speak from my own experience and the experience of others that I've spoken to, yes. is we will assess the situation and then once we've emotionally said, no, we're done, mm. it's just a matter of time before the physical separation happens. Yeah. And that's why you'll find post-relationships, women tend to move on a little bit quicker because they have already emotionally checked out. It's just the actual physical separation. Because what I do notice is that women will feel the effect of an ending relationship quite soon after the relationship ends mm. and then sort of pack it away. Whereas men will have the relationship end and be like, right, okay, I'm single. And it'll only be a couple of months down the line that they'll be like, oh, oh, actually, I miss... You know, it's, it's different rates yeah. of... of, I, I, of I, do, I do think there are, you know, gender-specific... Uh, responses mm. but i've got a, i've got to disagree with you oh now, really yeah. interesting dun, dun, dun. <laughs> i i actually as a man mm. i know that me mm. and other men i know are notorious for not ending the relationship when they know it's over and mm. just being shit <laughs> so that hopefully they'll end it yeah, you know, yeah, yeah because we don't want to be the bad guy i mean i, I know this from my own pr- previous experience mm. that when I checked out of a relationship um, I was kind of subconsciously just not putting the effort in anymore mm. um, in the hope that it, and again it's, it sounds like I'm consciously dis- here's my strategy for exiting this relationship but really it's something that, that kind of happens in the background where you realize I'm not really I'm not really engaging anymore yeah, I'm not yeah, really yeah. giving it everything and what you're really hoping is that they'll end it see oh I completely I do agree with you because I've had I've had a guy do this exact thing to me mm. so I do agree with that but I guess what I'm saying is is women will emotionally check out a relationship and then we'll end it like we'll know yeah. we're ending it yeah that I say, yeah we'll I kind you're... of we'll kind of mark in a diary right then you know what I actually yeah that does make sense now yeah I, I agree with that I think guys are more likely just to perpetuate the situation yeah. because they because we don't have the necessarily the the wherewithal or the impetus just to say right I've got to, I've got to rip the band-aid off yeah, here and, yeah. Just, and just do it well like you say it's that it's that white knight complex it's yeah. that not wanting to be the bad guy well this is I don't think and this is why I think when people talk about you know things like narcissistic behavior and gaslighting behavior I don't necessarily think the average person is consciously deciding to behave like in, in a in a very negative or mm. or abusive way. I think it's just you know we don't do enough to check that behavior when it starts yeah. to kick in. Um, and and I, I guess you know we're in a fortunate position because of what we do and what we talk about. Mm. We address these thoughts, yeah. but the average person on the street probably doesn't think about you know emotional well being from one moment to the next. No, so it's it's almost <clears throat> like it has to be something. I don't know, something we have to just inherently pick up as we go through life, you mm. know, hopefully if we learn those lessons. Well, I mean, you, meant, you mentioned gaslighting. Mm. Like, I, I've definitely had a partner gaslight me. But if you had asked him, mm. you know, were you gaslighting her? He would probably, A, not know what it bloody meant. Yeah. And B, would, would say no, because I had, I had a partner gaslight me because he wanted to end the relationship. Right, so he wasn't yeah. he wasn't doing it to emotionally mess with me. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have that intelligence. But it was more it was more he wanted out of the relationship. Yeah. And he was just trying what he could. What he let's, could. let's pause here and just define gaslighting. Yes, people, go on, right? please. So I, I heard the term when I spoke to you. I'd never heard it before, and I know that we talk about it more. It's gen- it's a modern term. Mm. Gaslighting being um, the effect of of basically making somebody feel like their their, their mental health is. Is, is that right? Yeah, so I would take it to mean um, making the other person person question themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Making them question their, their sort of reality. 
Right. So the traditional behaviour of, of somebody that's gaslighting mm. would be to lie. Lying, yes. So get get you to accept a truth that they know is false. Yes. Um, or, you know, or, or lie about, yeah, lie about things like, oh, you didn't tell me that or you didn't, yeah. you know. Or, or looking back at past events, yes. denying they said this or they did this when you both know they did. Exactly yeah. that, exactly um, that. See, I remember, I remember a partner of mine saying, saying how adamant they were, how committed they were to lies when they needed to be. They're like, if somebody, what if some, but I'm like, what if somebody just confronts you with the truth? I would just lie still because me <laughs> being so convincing with my lie will put the seed of doubt in their mind. Oh my God. And then she was like, even if they <clears throat> witnessed the event, they saw it before, you know, even if they just come up to me witnessing the event, <laughs> if I deny it so adamantly, they will question their own perception of the event. Ah, so she's going with the shaggy defense. Shaggy. It wasn't me. Oh, okay. But <laughs> you got me in the shower. I feel it like the um, the soundtrack album for this particular episode would be a banger. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, or they and they the other thing might be they would they would seek to isolate you from your friendship from your group yeah. because then they won't be able to corroborate the things you think are yeah. going on. Yeah. All, uh, also, so my one was you know I, I I was they were trying to convince me that I had an anger issue mm. and I, I absolutely don't, you yeah, know, yeah. and it was as soon as I would, if I raised my voice, even in the slightest way, yes. it would be, hang on, we've spoken about your anger. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it yeah. would just then, that that would then make me more angry. It becomes that tool in your disagreements. Mm. Yeah. That mm. isn't about what you're disagreeing about. It's simply, oh, but remember you do have that issue. Yeah. Remember yeah. that you've got this. I even, I went and saw an anger specialist based on this relationship, who said to me, I don't think you've got an anger problem. Yeah. And I was like, no, neither do I. So yeah, it's yeah. it's very it's those sorts well, of things. Well, yeah, it's that sort of behaviour. And again, so it, it's massively, you know, destructive to your self-esteem to be put through that sort of experience. Mm. Um, and there's loads of times, so there's loads <laughs> of times when we would disagree about what happened in the past. Like, <laughs> did I say that? Did I not say that? I thought we had agreed to do this. Did we agree to do that? Um, but most of the time, it's just... Uh, partially the old man's ailing memory um, <laughs> and just the fact that people have different perspectives on things yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess what we're talking about we're is not doing when, it intentionally no that is when you know okay I'm not telling the truth but I'm more invested in my in in me being right yes than I am in their well-being yeah because people don't realize the impact it has on your mental health when you are being convinced of something you know isn't true yeah yeah, and, and it's a horrible place to be in when you've got somebody dealing with that. So this brings us neatly on to narcissism, I suppose. Okay. Which is very much a buzzword. Buzzword, yeah. I was about to say that, yeah. Lots of people throwing that term around. You're a and, narcissist. And yeah, so I, so I did a little bit, you know, I did a bit of Googling again. Get on the internet, get on Instagram, that sort of thing. Narcissists. Tell me about narcissists. Um <laughs> Your Google search, honestly, if anything happens to me, it's just going to look like you did it. I can totally defend. I'm a mental health worker, please. <laughs> Come on. Of course I'm Googling this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and John Wayne Gacy was a child's clown. <laughs> oh, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. What a cover story. Um, anyway, narcissism. Yeah. So and, and a lot of the things you read about, they're just saying, so if someone, you know, a narcissist will do that. And it's like, well, hang on, what are you defining as narcissism then? Mm. Because I think it's just a term we we accept. So so I've... Um, I've Googled it, as you see, and I've got... I can printed... see some... What I have, you can't see this, listeners, but I have this massive, massive... Why is it so big? Okay. I, I screenshotted a tiny little definition on a on a, on a, uh, a psychology page, yeah, um, and then I just printed it out in the printer, but of course it's printed it with huge... A4 size. A4 size, when it was only a little kind of thumbnail. I Honestly, I, I didn't mention it, because I was like, oh, his eyes getting worse. Yeah, oh, Really? So you thought I needed it at this font, size 250. Um, um, anyway, so... Not... It's like a teleprompter. It looks like a teleprompter it right does, there. It does, actually. I, my teleprompter would not need to be this big. No. Nearly, but not quite. Narcissistic personality disorder. One of several types of personality disorders. Okay. Um, you didn't need to know that bit. No. Is a mental condition. And it says mental condition in, in, in bold. Oh, you didn't oh, bold that. Actually, maybe that was because that was a link to page about mental conditions. Oh. I don't know anyway. In which people have an inflated sense of their own importance. <laughs> Tell me when you're feeling uncomfortable. I'm, la yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because of the obvious. A deep need for excessive attention. I mean. <laughs> oh, and admiration. Are you, we just recording this podcast for you to do a roundabout a, way of calling me an narcissist? This is an intervention right now, yeah. <laughs> um, troubled relationships and a lack of empathy for others. So I think, well, I mean, tick, 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 tick. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, that's the definition of it. And this is, this is maybe the point I'm making. Mm. It's like, I think we all probably, I hope, 
I don't know. I don't know if I'm like, if we're going out I know what you're about to it, say. As if we're two narcissists sitting here and people I know are listening to this saying, say. I don't relate to any of those no, terms. No, in the same way that I don't think that um, being selfish hmm. is an inherent, is, an, is a bad trait. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I also, and I'm going to say it, put it on the record, <laughs> I don't think narcissism, just isolated, is an inherently bad trait. Right. Because if you don't put yourself first, mm. what are you doing? No, yeah, this is a thing. I don't I, understand. I, I think I think we've got to define. I think people don't define between mm. this, but I think we need to define between the idea of being able to value yourself yes. and, and regard. You know, you are the most important person in your story. Exactly, at the end of you're the, day. the main character. Yeah, whoever's listening to this, you're the main character. By the way, yeah, yeah. act like it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Christ. <laughs> oh no, aggressive, um, like aggressive positivity. That's kind of where I am. Brilliant. Yeah, just yeah. do it. <laughs> so I should be just like, just cheer up. Yeah. <laughs> you um, did that to me yesterday. I did that. Soon, I woke I? up feeling really anxious. <laughs> and what did you say to me? Just don't. <laughs> and I was like, this is what people pay you for, is it? I said it with with, with some degree of irony. Yeah, we were joking. Yeah, yeah. We were jo- but I was just so give funny. Me the on this podcast, that that's my whole mental health approach. Yeah, if you come see Tim, he'll just say. Have you tried have you going tried, outside? Have you tried not being depressed? I don't know. Do you know what? I actually had a doctor say that to me once. Really? Well, actually, really? it was, have you tried cheering up? I mean. Was what a GP said to me once when I went in there after I tried to kill myself. <laughs> wow. I know. Wow. The NHS are under stress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, but the point being, that the mm. key one there, yeah. a lack of empathy for others. I think that, that yeah. would be the thing that I would say, okay, so I know that we have in certain situations, you're laughing because you're like, you're traditionally the person like, can't relate, don't understand, you know? <laughs> no, look, anyone who follows me, anyone who talks to me, anyone who knows me knows I do have a great deal of empathy. Yeah. I will say I have a very limited amount of patience you you have a very um laser guided applicator of that empathy yes you do not uh, yeah, I don't randomly, yeah. you don't randomly disperse empathy <laughs> to all do you you're like i will i will empathize with you but that's that's it <laughs> else in this room? no no more empathy for you yeah i, I do i do struggle with that <laughs> but the point the, the point is here no matter how much we might relate to these particular definitions <laughs> the fact is yeah. that there is nothing more important in your life than me and there's nothing more important in my life than you we have become a team hmm. that are inherently you didn't agree with that as vehemently as no, I, I was not would, I was you know? listening I didn't want oh, to interrupt okay. you I, didn't yeah, want to I, just... I thought you might jump on that a little bit more okay maybe that's Actually, okay do you know where my brain went my brain immediately went to okay if a ship was sinking would I save myself first or Tim well you'd save yourself first yeah no, I'd save you but you couldn't save me if you were. I mean, so. I'm a woman. I'll be on the boat first. Oh, so you're Jack. You're, I mean, uh, you're in the water. Yeah. And and you're putting. Would me, I let you on the on the on, on the door? I mean, if I let you put let me on the door, that would be a bad <laughs> that would be a bad reflection on me. I'd be like, well, I suppose I'd better die then, <laughs> I? otherwise I'm going to look really stupid when we get to port. Aren't your, I? your sister's partner, Pete. He, this is one of his things. He's always adamant. That there is there is enough room on that door. There is enough room on that door. And I was like, Pete, it's about buoyancy. It's not about space. And he was like, Nah. He and was... also, the point is, that's the story. They have to choose. That's the part. You know, whether the, whether the plank looked big enough to hold them both or not. The fact is, in the story, it wasn't. No, yes, yeah. exactly. Anyway, let's clear that one up. So uh, you've yeah. never actually seen Titanic, anyway. No, I haven't. Which oh, I find another, bizarre. Uh, another song for the uh, soundtrack album of this episode. <laughs> There we go. Have we got to pay royalties? Was that close enough to... <laughs> no. PRS would no, be on the What phone. I'm saying is, yeah. is that, um, you know, when they say too much, of a, too much of a good thing, it's too much of anything, right? Mm. So being selfish, again, I don't find as a negative trait because yeah. I think if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of other people. Yeah. You have to put yourself first. Yeah. Being a narcissist, again... There's a big, big difference between loving who you are. Mm. You know, what was it? It was Narcissus. Narcissus. Narcissus, who fell fell in love with his own own reflection. reflection. Yes, Jinx. Um, It's better than falling and looking at your reflection and and saying, I'm I'm terrible. Exactly. I, you know, I look in the mirror. I love what I see. You know, I'm happy with it. So there's a big difference between loving yourself. Mm. And how did we word this in the car the other day when we were talking about this? It's, you know to the detriment of, of everyone else around you. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. that's the difference. That, that's it, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, um, perhaps the term, an inflated sense of importance, yeah? yeah. Because obviously, that's that's not very prescriptive in terms of well, what do we regard as inflated then? What's the actual category? Where's the line? Yeah. But I think narcissism is probably something we recognise in people 
without necessarily understanding a full definition of it, we're just like, okay, I think now you're putting yourself first at the expense of my well-being. That's it. Which That's in exactly a relationship, it, yeah. if that ever starts to happen, whether you're a narcissist or not, whether they're a narcissist or not, that's probably not the relationship you should be in. Yes. I think unless you can unless you can honestly say that you are a unified team, as mm. in my my happiness is now inextricably interwoven with your happiness. Absolutely. You know, we always say this, don't we, that it's not about what I have or what you have. We are we're we now. Mm. There's not I and you, it's we. Mm. Um and and if you can't say that, and if you can't trust the person that you're with with every aspect of you then there's something maybe not right about the relationship. You've just said the key word there, the word that's made me sort of go, that's it. That's basically, obviously, we've still got a lot to talk about. We're only 40 mm. minutes in. But that's kind of the word that I think sums up a good relationship. And mm. it's trust. Yeah, yeah. I think if you don't have trust, mm. you you don't have anything. Yeah, like, I just yeah, think, yeah. you know, you know, like I remember you telling me that the uh, an ex of yours, mm. what did they say? Well, you... they, they, it was a couple of years into our relationship and they were like, I still don't really trust you. And I'm like, well, what are we doing then? Yeah. You know, and to be did fair. Did they say though, you have to earn my trust? Yeah, you have to earn my trust. And yeah. I, I completely disagree with that. I think if you don't go into a relationship all in, how yeah. how on earth can you expect the other person to do it as well? Exactly. Yeah. If you, if everyone decided, well, I'll wait until you've earned my trust. Mm. Nobody would ever trust anyone. You'd no. never get to that point mm. because at some point you have to say, well, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that you're trustworthy. Mm. Yeah. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna declare that to you. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you all of me. So there's an opportunity there for you to then extend me that trust and give me all of you. Absolutely. Now, not everyone's going to take that. No. You will find that you give people that trust and they prove not worthy of it, yeah? Mm. But that That, doesn't mean... But that's okay. You found out they're not for you. They're not the right person for you. It's like there's loads of ways that a relationship can go wrong, but the only way it's going to go right is if you start from that point of, well, let's just extend complete trust to each other yes. and see where it goes. And yeah. I do understand people who've been hurt in the past yeah, that, not exactly. wanting to go all in at the start. But honestly, if you go into a relationship guarded, you, what, like how on earth would you expect them to, to give you anything you know, more than exactly. that? Exactly. And what happens is then if you go in guarded because you've been hurt before, you remain a victim of that previous relationship. Mm. You remain a victim of the person you were with then. The only way you actually move on from the bad relationship, the toxic relationship, the one that didn't work, is you say, right, I'm going to start from scratch again. And yeah. I'm going to still give everything of me. Because I know, you, at the end of the day, you've only got to find one. <laughs> yeah, you, haven't, <laughs> you haven't got to find a whole fleet of people that can extend that trust back. You've got to find the one. Mm. Yeah, and they're out there. They're out there somewhere. I mean, the, the thing that we always say is that we kind of, it surprised us when we met each other because we weren't looking for anyone. No. You know? It's not like we were out dating or we were on, on Tinder and we were looking for a partner. No. We just bumped into each other at an event and we started to recognise things in each other that were really precious to us mm. and that we that loved. we didn't think we'd find in another yeah. person and and then it was like there I remember there was a very specific point because I don't think necessarily I did it right right from the start I think there was bits well, we of both, me we both had did mistakes at the start. Well, it, there was bits of me that was guarded because of previous relationships but there was a moment when I realized no I want to I want to Go all in on this one. Mm. I feel like I want to give you everything because I feel like if I do that, there's this slim chance mm. it might really end well. Mm. Yeah, and and you felt the same. And and here we are. I can't look at you because you make me cry because I'm feeling very emotional today. So can oh. you stop being nice to me and just talk about something else, please? <laughs> well, I'm afraid I know I can't stop being nice to you. <laughs> that's just the kind of guy I am. <laughs> Shut up! I, and you've ruined it. And it's done. I'll diffuse the situation in my own way. I feel. Um, but but that's the thing. Yeah. Is, if you don't do that, then you're setting yourself up for failure straight away. Absolutely. And yeah. you know, because I, I I truly believe as well. So we started out as friends. Yeah. And I truly believe if you are not friends with the person you are in a relationship with, yeah. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And I fully maintain this because, yes, we both have other friends. Mm. We're not each other's only friend. Uh, there is, there's Brit's friend Gemma, for example. You know, there's, <laughs> there's, there's other people that, that we know and that we talk to and that we hang out with. But you're the person I want to spend all my time with. So why wouldn't you be my friend? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's so exactly. it's, it's that, you know, because yeah, I, we... I despise the mentality of the, you know, 
the her indoors, the ball and chain. Oh no, I've yeah. got, you know, he's home tonight. Blah, blah. I despise it with every inch of my life because I'm like, mm. if you don't like the hanging out with the person you're with, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Well, that's it. We don't separate our relationship from our friendships. You know, it, you, it, it's like we, if we're going to do something fun, I'm not going to say, well, I'm going to go and do that with the boys. Mm. You know, unless it's something you just didn't want to do, like, you know, badminton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do play badminton once a week now. Loving well, you it. Know, and I go pole with the with the girls because, you know. Exactly. Although you'd be good at it. I, well, you did try a little bit and you were, you've got upper body strength for someone who doesn't do any working out. I know. Well, I could I could flag. You could I? do a flag. Amazing. Yeah, well done. Uh, yeah, but just, just shout out to Liam, my badminton partner. He's not listening. I bet he is. He's not. No, he's not probably. He's not part of the six people who listen to this every week. Amazing, yeah, yeah. You could uh, do, leave your name and contact details <laughs> in the box. Um, yeah, so there's... but um, You've got to be friends first. Yeah, the, it, it has to be. And, and trust as well. Let's come back to that word. Yeah. Defining trust. I, I always say this. There's two types of trust, right? Hmm. There's the trust where... So put it this way. The trust that I want with a partner is the trust where I know everything they say to me, any advice they give to me, it is genuinely going to be what they think would make me happiest. Yes. Yeah, and I know that of you. Yeah, yeah even in, in our arguments, yeah, <laughs> if I know you're, you're pushing a point home to me, I know you're not doing it just because you want to win the argument or you want to be mm. right. You're saying it because, Tim, I think, I think this would be the best thing in terms of your happiness. Mm. Um, and I can tr- and trust completely. It doesn't mean trusting you to always be correct in that assumption. <laughs> and, and this is the thing, I think yeah, people yeah. confuse, oh, well, I can't trust him with the, the washing, I can't trust, trust him with the car or something like that. You know, mm. It's not about that. It's about trusting the intentions of the person yes. who's beside you. And, and the word I've got here is mm. team. Mm. Yeah, so you always know your teammate has a unified goal. Yeah, no, yeah. Not, the person you're with, shouldn't, you shouldn't be worried that they're working against you. Exactly. There's no ulterior agenda mm. than the goals we pursue together. Absolutely. You, yeah. it should. I believe that relationships, you should be, you know, travelling on this path of life together to ultimately get to the same destination. Exactly. You know, it's why relationships that I've had in the past with people who've wanted children mm. haven't worked because mm. ultimately that's not my not goal of happiness. Yeah, that's yeah. not my path. And I can't travel along that path in all good faith mm with somebody who will eventually want children because I know that I wouldn't provide that for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I know that sounds, you know, quite, quite like generalising, I suppose, but it's it, it can be those little things, you know, like if you've mm. got a partner that wants to, you know, sell all of your belongings and move to a cabin in the woods and mm. that would be their ultimate goal and happiness, mm. if that's not yours... No, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Then, then yeah. one of you is going to have to compromise. Which, which, think, which is funny. It's, it's almost why, as... as kind of as boring as it is you have to have those conversations fairly early on yes because there's there is genuinely no point if, if you're looking for a long-term partner you're going to spend the rest of your life with yeah then there's no point in embarking upon something if your goals aren't aligned because any of the stuff we're talking about mm. will start to happen when you are working you're, you're just sort of chafing against each other in terms of where you're heading absolutely um and certainly that's my opinion again I, I'm aware that I'm starting to sound like somebody who's presenting themselves as a relationship expert here but I guess what I'm talking about is that subconscious journey you know in terms of our subconscious goals mm. if as an individual if parts of our subconscious are misaligned yes we start to believe there's parts sabotaging us there's stuff we start to believe there's parts working against us mm. no they just have a different idea of where happiness lies uh, yeah, yeah absolutely and i that. think this is what happens in a relationship with another human being we start to perceive them as starting to work against us when maybe they just have a different idea of where you should be headed yeah yeah and, and that <clears throat> will cause friction every time mm. you know so aligning your goals is an important important thing but about half hour ago i did mention about talking about toxic versus healthy oh, yes. definitions <laughs> the the, uh, the red flags the yes. considerations yeah and then we got onto narcissism didn't we which mm. is so you could argue i know some people would say these are the the, the qualities of a narcissist you need to watch out for I, I, i'm not going to brand that you know chuck that label around would you just be describing me is that the problem is that why you're not doing it yeah it could be awkward (laughs) no to be fair the things that i would regard as unhealthy behaviors Mm. in a relationship versus the things i would regard as healthy yeah and it's not like an extensive lift it's not comprehensive but just some ideas yeah so i know that in a healthy relationship um i witness regularly your consideration 
of my needs mm. and my and my wants mm. um and that's not just oh well you bring me a cup of tea when i'm not expecting it and stuff like that although that goes a long way just gonna say <laughs> that thank you for that um but it is just somebody you are aware they're considering your thoughts yes. in their decisions yeah. yeah um and how it would make you feel yeah exactly um you show we show each other respect yeah we always respect each other's point of view yeah which i think is something that you know it should be inherent for all human beings but it isn't is it? No. it doesn't happen there are certain people that they'll open their mouth and say something and will instantly lose respect for them because, <laughs> um you know maybe maybe and you go Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a shame. I think we. So the the thing I'm sort of referring to is things like you look on your social media and somebody that you were like, like you thought you were. Oh, I've met them the other day. They seem quite nice. And then you look at what they're putting on Facebook. You're like, oh, oh no, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, unconditional support. Yes. Yeah. So I think I think I'm quite good at this in mm. particular, in that you will say something you want to do, mm. and I'm like, right, how do we make it happen? Mm. Yeah. And 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 you're absolutely the same for me. Yeah. Mm. Um. When when a partner says they want something, my instant thought is, right, how do I get it for you? Mm. You know, that's that's what I'm looking to do. So even if it's, can I have uh, an extensive collection? of tiny rucksacks um, with Disney and Marvel and Star Wars. Can we go down logos. to get ready comics again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can we, can I go and get another bag? Can I get <laughs> it's like I know, I know when you're eyeing up another bag. Why? How do you know? What? Because well, first of all, you send it to me on Instagram or something like that. <laughs> or maybe you say, take a look at this. I was, I like, it's interesting, this one, isn't it? Like, I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably oh, I might get to, this one. Yeah, I probably need to see it, I think. It's like, you're getting it. Just stop, stop. Pussyfooting around it. You're buying a new bag. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. I haven't got one in ages, actually. So, you know. Ages. Ages. In heavy inverted commas there. <laughs> ages. It's been, it's been a very long time. It's been an age. It's been months. Has it been months? I don't know. What's the next thing on your list? Anyway. Um, <laughs> an affection. Yeah. As yeah, well. absolutely. So, uh, yeah. I think there's... there's so there's, uh, I know some people aren't like overly affection you know mm. people aren't quite some people don't like touchy feely like pda and this that and the other yeah yeah but i feel that's fine if you're with also with somebody who doesn't you know isn't too keen on affection yeah but i think if one person needs affection and the other does I'm, I'm i'm gonna come in here the person that doesn't seem to display affection or mm. maybe isn't comfortable with it that's um that might not be okay mm. Do you know what I mean? It might be, so that might be a result of certain things that have happened. Because yeah. we're talking about the distinction here between things that are, oh yeah, that's just what I regard as normal, so there we go. Yeah. And things that you get into habits that just damage a relationship and which mm. is why you fail to connect with people. Mm. If maybe being touchy-feely or demonstrative with affection. So I remember a very specific moment in an old relationship mm. where the person I was with laid it out to me, why aren't you just giving me a hug? when they were feeling low and I was yeah. trying to do the, the man oh well, should we do that what about that or if I upset her I was like oh you know and I was standing in the corner feeling all awkward mm. and it's like yeah why am I not doing that yeah yeah you know and I never used to be demonstrative with my affections because mm. maybe you know the people I was around you didn't hold the hand of your girlfriend you didn't give her a kiss or say I love you because I was like oh you know honestly you hanging around with cool kids that I think that did more damage than than anything uh, can I also add the notion that I ever hung around with cool kids? Absolutely... <laughs> Shows how, how what a warped sense of uh, a picture of my childhood you have, <laughs> but and my upbringing. But anyway, but the, the point being that there was a point where I was like, oh, you know what? I think I'm gonna be more affectionate because mm. I think the things, yeah, you know. And it's like I said to you before, yeah. I'm always thinking how gorgeous you are, oh. you know. And and it's like you you. You As I put, sit here in my dressing gown, <laughs> I still think you look banging, you know. Uh. And uh, but it's like you'll say, "Do I look good in this?" And I don't have to look because you look good, you know. It's like that's a that's a given, you know. I mean, but look anyway. I will look like... and I'll say yes. <laughs> it's one of those things that it's like I want you to. We always say I love you all the time. Yes. You know, we never leave a room without saying love you. Yes. Yeah. And I, know, I think that also comes from my... I know what that's from, yes. You know, you know, if, you've, if you've not heard my life my life story, <laughs> I highly recommend listening to the episode and you'll see why I don't let anyone leave without telling them that I love them. But it's just it's just nice, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I, I don't let your bum go past me without giving it a smack. You know Brilliant. what I mean? Because it's just, it doesn't Fantastic. seem right. Fantastic. <laughs> but I, I just think the person that you're meant to be with isn't going to be um, inhibited. Mm. Um 
or insecure mm. about simply showing you affection. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in the middle of an argument mm. declaring how much I love you mm. because I'm never going to forget that. No matter what... Well, where it's a pattern come... interrupt. Yeah, no, maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, well, yeah, well, well. Um, But you know what I mean? It just, I mean, if you're listening to this and, and you, you know, look, you'll know what disagreements you have with your partner. Probably you say the same thing to them. They say the same thing to you. You know mm. what they're going to say. They know what you're going to say back. And you repeat the same argument over and over again. It's the way relationships go. Mm. Try giving them something different to work with. Yeah. yeah. So just remind yourself what's important. It doesn't matter what we're arguing about. And let's face it, the few arguments we have, they're not about major things, Oh, are they, they never are. <laughs> they never are. They're about silly little things. And hopefully, nothing that I want to get heard about mm. in those silly little thing topics is going to override the fact that I love you. Or that I want to spend my life with you. Exactly. I think that's why I find arguments futile, because I'm like... Am I leaving this person? No, never. Right, well, let's just shut up and just... Uh, exactly. Like but if you feel like you need to hold some of you back mm. for protection, mm. then you're not just going to, in the middle of a disagreement, declare, look, I love you to bits. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I don't want us to fall out over it. You know, just to be able to declare, I'm still with you, by the way. Yes. Because when we started out in relationships, you know, our first relationship at school, if we were arguing, we might be moments away from chucking each other. You know what I mean? Because it, it was that fragile. Oh, wow. One of us wasn't the fat girl at school and it really shows. Well, okay. But what I mean is that, you know. <laughs> no boy like... wanted to date me. Aww. No boy wanted to be with me. One boy asked me out and then I found out it was a joke. Oh, Maybe. Yeah, that's why I've grown up hating men. Maybe it is. We've <laughs> had a breakthrough here today. Congratulations. I told you, I do this podcast for therapy and therapy only. If people listen to it, that's just a happy also, accident. Also, you, you clearly weren't the first. You talked to the guy that didn't get to have sex till he was 19, so come on. I mean, oh, wow, and he's made it public. It. Well, I'm, I'm the, again, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that. I mean, maybe I'm slightly ashamed of it, but, you know, it was... <laughs> it, you know, it's... Look, we all have our journeys at the end mm. of the day. Mm. Um, no, no one ever asked me out of school. I was just like the, the chubby girl. That, so, do you want to hear something? No, I won't say it. No, don't worry. Never mind. Ignore no, that. Tune in next week yeah. for the revelation. <laughs> but yeah, point point I'm making yeah. is that maybe we did feel like we had to, you know, put up the the barriers when yes. we, were, we were disagreeing with people in the past. But if you're with the right person, mm. there will never be a time when it's inappropriate to say, look, I love you. Mm. I want. I just want to say that. Even when you're trying to get heard about something, you know, yeah. because we're not saying, we're not saying if there's something that your partner is doing or that you disagree with that you want to be heard about. Mm. We're not saying, oh, just shut up and tell them that you love them. No, we're saying, you know, to, but we're talking about the stupid little things, like you know, who lost the remote control. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was just... you wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah, you exactly, know, exactly. But the, this is the thing: if if you're in the right relationship it won't ever feel like you're giving in mm. to declare your affection for the person. Yeah, absolutely. And how much you care about them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, right, so then talk about things that might be bad, you know, negative character traits or, yes. or behavioural traits. Um, if someone is overly critical, mm. like trying to, trying to correct you, mm. and, and I've got to hold my hand up of being guilty here in previous relationships, mm. of thinking, oh, we can work on that. I can probably nudge them in that direction. Mm. You know, Again, it's not so much a conscious thought, but you, you put those little thoughts in the back of your mind yeah. and you criticise and you try and correct. And it's not, that's not helping. You know? Or, oh, I thought you'd change your mind about having children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I've had. I'm yeah. like, well, absolutely not. Is that you can't you can't change the person in front of you. You can only change you. Yes. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong. If you change, guaranteed the other person will change in some way mm. because again you just you interrupt the patterns and you grow together. Hopefully. Absolutely. But you can't just criticize somebody because it's not it's not improving your relationship. Mm. Um, uh, exhibiting jealous behaviour, mm. insecurities about about what about what the uh, what the other person might be getting up to. Yeah. Or who they're with again. And that protective behaviour, it just manifests as, as that sort of isolating behaviour a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and we all do, you know, I say we all, I know I'm generalising, but mm. people do feel jealous, you know, they do feel, mm. you know, envious of, of certain things. But again, as always, we're saying when it gets taken to the extreme. Yeah, exactly. When, when it becomes that point where it's restricting you as a person within the relationship. Exactly that. And, and don't get me wrong, a relationship is give and take. But it shouldn't be hard work. Yes, and, yes. And I'm, I've got a real, I've got a real sort of bugbear about people saying, "Look, a good marriage is hard work." <laughs> it's like, well, no. It, if it was hard work, it wouldn't be a good marriage. Yeah. A good marriage is actually, yeah, it is a little bit of consideration 
and mindfulness. But, it's not, but if it was hard work, why yeah. would you voluntarily go into that? You know, yeah. it, it should be fairly, most of the time, effortless. I completely, you know, it's that post, wasn't it? It was like, how marriage is hard work. It's, it's a slog. It's this, that and the other. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like, you know, you just got to put the hard yards in. And I'm like, I think you've married the wrong person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's like maybe, you know, you know, to use the team analogy. Yeah, winning the, the cup might be hard work. But being together in the process isn't hard work. Yeah. You know, it, it should be it should be a joy working together, hopefully, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and also, final red flag, any sort of abuse that you're, oh, you're experiencing, any sort of abusive behaviour mm. is, is going to be, well, it's the, exactly the sort of thing that is just going to habitually damage your mental health. Yeah. And I guess the reason we wanted to do this one is because we've had conversations before and we've realised that when we came out of a relationship and we were free then to be who we are yeah. and who we wanted to be, Yeah we felt this this lifting of a burden. We mm. suddenly realised how different a person we are when we're in a good relationship or when we're on our own. Mm. That should be important as well. Um, than in that particular environment. Mm. The, the thing I remember, when I met you, I was in a phase where I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just really enjoying being on my own, mm. being single. Yeah, yeah. yeah? And, I, and this is it. You, you've got to be comfortable on With your yourself, own yeah. before you can get into a good relationship because a good relationship will be one that you're in because it enhances your enjoyment of life. Yeah. Not because I fear being alone. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly that's an that. important point to make, I think. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Which is almost related to it, yes. But is it you got you've got to well, be Well you said when we got together that you you liked being on your own, but you yeah. preferred being with me. Exactly. And that's so... how I knew it was probably the right relationship. Yeah. Because as much as I enjoyed my time and my life as a single person, um, I enjoyed much more being with you. Ah, no, that's 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 exactly it, and I completely feel the same way. You know, mm. and as we've said before, with with all things to do with this, we can only tell you our perspective. That's what this podcast is all about. You know, it's thinking outside the box. It's how mm. it's how we see things, and and this is how we see relationships and for two people who I'll be honest so we met each other eight years this year in 2021 and I still consider this a new and exciting relationship you know when they say oh honeymoon period's over I'm still in it and I think that's I think that's so important because if you don't honestly I've got a question for you listeners okay well not question more of a statement if you don't wake up every day and think, if I wasn't with my partner, mm. would I be trying to get with them? Yeah. If that answer isn't yes, mm. maybe you should have a look at it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you should always be still trying to get with your partner. The yeah. biggest advice I've got is you should still be flirting with each other. You should still be going out on dates. You should, you know, just because mm. you've fallen into a little cavity of a comfortable relationship doesn't mean that you shouldn't still be treating it like a new and exciting relationship. Yeah, and, and I think there's a danger here that people are going to interpret that as, oh, it's meant to be always sparkly and always Oh, exciting. absolutely not, no. Sometimes it's just like, you know, you're going to be saying, listening to this, oh, well, you know, sometimes we just want to sit on the sofa and watch TV and, do, and that's fine. It is fine, but there's nothing wrong with when something's funny on the telly, looking at each other and smiling at each other and both silently acknowledging that as a nice moment we shared together. Mm. And, and I think that's the thing. It's just about knowing that everything I experience is enhanced because there's a little bit of you in it, mm. you know? And, and that's I think that's what it should be. And I, I, I just want to say here, you know, as, as we wind up, we are, you know, if we... <sighs> I don't want us to be saying, we have the perfect relationship, so let me tell you how to get a perfect relationship. <laughs> what we're saying is that this is our experience and the things that yeah. we've learned. I bet you, as you've been listening to this podcast, we're an hour in now, and there's going to be things where you wish you could have just chipped in with a comment, or maybe to agree with or disagree with. Mm. If you experience that moment during this podcast, please message us on Instagram, leave a comment on the podcast wherever you're listening to this. Um, give us your feedback. Tell us what you thought of what we're talking about. Mm. And then we can answer that in a future podcast. We can talk about, you know, maybe we could do an episode where we catch up on things from other other episodes that people have come back to us on. Because mm. I think that would be a value as well. Because we just talk and we agree <laughs> on so much. It's a bit of an echo chamber at times, you know. <laughs> so it'd be nice to get people involved in, in just um, giving us their, their thoughts. Yeah, and if you've got any 
ideas or suggestions about podcast topics, don't hesitate to contact Tim or myself on yeah. Instagram. Cool. And speaking of Instagram, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. you can find me at Brit Marie Box on Instagram. You can find Tim at Tim Box Mind Coach. So please do get in touch with us. Come follow us. Come let us know what you thought of the podcast. Give us your suggestions for future topics. Anything like that, we'll be happy to listen. Um, and also, if you are on YouTube, you need to go check out Tim's videos. Uh, also, Tim Box Mind Coach, where he does videos about about uh, all things anxiety, mental health. His videos are fantastic, and I'm not just saying that because I'm married to him. I really, really do think they're great. So go see and subscribe. Subscribe to this podcast as well because that mm. really helps. Give us a little five-star review no i said five-star and not just review give us a little five-star <laughs> review because it really really helps other people find the podcast Absolutely. as well yeah so yeah thank you so much for listening guys i really hope you got something positive out of today and as always keep thinking outside the box see you later bye, bye. bye.